0: We live in a world that moves at a frenetic pace and it can be easy to get off track. Today we're going to dive into John chapter 13 and talk about how we can walk out God's word and stay on track. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. My special guest today is Eric Reed. He's the lead pastor at the Journey Church. And Eric, it's always good to have you on Bridges.
1: Thanks for having me. I always love being here.
0: I'm glad that we can talk about John chapter 13. It's a big conversation that Jesus has with his disciples, and it covers a lot. And as I read it, one of my thoughts was it was really he was preparing them so they wouldn't get caught off guard. Yeah, so he could stay on track.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, and you see that this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. So John 13 is a massive transition in John's gospel towards the march towards the cross. Yeah. Um, and so the Passover meal marking the, the last week of Jesus's life. And so you got to think for half of the book, we've seen the first three years of mm-hmm. his life. And now the last half of the book is going to cover one week. So everything intensifies. Yeah.
0: And you think about one week is so short, but it has to be like such a long week if you're facing the cross. That's right. And you want to have conversations with your disciples so that they can stay on track, so that they don't fall away. That's right. All the things that he's been saying all along. That's right. But just like us today, we don't always get.
1: That's right. That's exactly right.
0: (laughs) This chapter starts off with the foot washing. Well, it, it, it starts off with the Passover and getting prepared for all of that. But Jesus really breaks with what tradition might be or culturally normal, so to speak, with this foot washing. Could you kind of set that up for us?
1: Yes. So in the beginning here, uh, they're all gathered together. And um, I love the statement that it says, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. is a picture of his love. And and that's going to be twofold. And we can talk more about this as mm-hmm. this goes on. But he's going to demonstrate his servant nature by washing their feet. He's going to demonstrate what Philippians 2 talks about, right? Not considering equality with God as something to be grasped or held onto, but he humbled himself. He lowered himself. And so that's what we see here in the washing of their feet. He has taken the place of a servant. This would have not been something that, a master, a teacher, a religious leader would do?
0: Much less the Son of God. Much
1: less God in the flesh.
0: Like, think about that. And I would, you know, if we put ourselves in Jesus' position, which that's so hard to do because we're people, but to be facing death on a cross, the humiliation that he knew he'd have to go through, and yet it's like this act is important to him. He wants to teach this lesson. He wants to show them. I just... I just can't imagine his love for us is so great yes. that he lowered himself to do this.
1: And so for them, it's unthinkable yeah. that he would do such a thing. This this could have been one of their roles, and that makes sense. Yeah. But for him to do it, um, to take off his garment puts him into uh, really the, the attire of a servant. Yeah. He would have been wearing what a servant in a home would be wearing. And so it's really interesting to see he... He is doing the work of a servant. He's lowering himself. He's humbling himself. And what's fascinating about this is that it's not just about their feet being dirty. Mm-hmm. This picture of him washing their feet is actually a full demonstration of what he's going to do at the cross. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people miss in this passage is the whole event, the getting up from the table And the taking off of his garment, the bowing down, the washing of the feet, the putting back on of his garment, the resuming of his place Mm -hmm. is a picture of his coming to earth, his dying on the cross, Mm -hmm. his raising from the dead and his being seated back at the right hand of the father. So really what he's doing here is twofold. It's he's demonstrating his humility and service and love for them, but ultimately he's foreshadowing what the gospel is and what will happen at the cross. Mm-hmm. So if you want to walk through that, yeah. I would love to show you some really Absolutely. key mm-hmm. phrases in yes. this. So when it says, Jesus knowing, this is verse three, mm-hmm. Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. He rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel tied it around his waist. And so what's interesting, is he knows all power and authority is his. Yep. He knows that the father's given all things into his hands. And what does he do? He humbles himself. Yeah. He lowers himself. Mm-hmm. But notice that phrase, laying aside his outer garments. Yep. So this is a picture of the incarnation. Mm-hmm. It's a picture of leaving the comforts of heaven, leaving being just the word and becoming flesh. Yeah. He lays aside his outer garments, takes the towel around his waist, and then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel that was wrapped around them. He came to Simon Peter, and this is huge, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? <laughs> like, no way, bud. Exactly. You're not washing my feet. Mm-hmm. You're too you're too important. Yes. You're too exalted, and mm-hmm. and I'm not worthy of that. Mm-hmm. Is is Peter's rightful response. Yes. He's He's having a right response. Right,
0: We, you know, Peter, we say a lot about him. You yes. know, he's got this big mouth. He gets himself out He's really zealous. Yes. But I love him yes. because he got this part. Yes. Like he knew yeah. that he was the servant and that was his master. He knew. he knew. It was like, oh my gosh, no, you don't. No. This is the wrong order. No, exactly. That's what he knew. And he's the only one that spoke up. Like he got it. He
1: got it. He got it. And what's really interesting, he says, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him. And this is what's so important. Yeah. He says, what I am doing, you do not now understand, or you don't understand now, but afterward you will understand. Mm-hmm. Now, so think about this. This is the question, like, we should think about. Yeah. What's so hard to understand about this, Jesus? It's a foot washing. <laughs> um, we're going to clean your feet. <laughs> Unless Peter's dense, why wouldn't he understand this? Right. But, right. but there's deeper meaning. That's and correct. that's why Jesus is saying, right. you don't understand right, right. now. Right. But afterward, he says, but afterward you will. Mm -hmm. So what's the afterward? It's after his death. It's after his resurrection. Yep. It's after the ascension. It's Mm -hmm. after they receive the spirit and understand what's going on. Yeah. This is afterwards you will. Yeah.
0: I think when I look at that part of the verse, I also think of just this will make sense to you later. That's right. And I think so many times when we go through our own trials in life and all of this and people, we struggle to understand because we're people. And yet I know in my life, I've had to just say, okay, so on this side of earth, this may just never make sense. I may not ever understand this. I might not ever like it, but because he's God, at some point it will make sense later in heaven. That's right. I I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand. I don't have to like it. And so he was helping to calm Peter by saying, you know, everything's just not going to make sense to us right now.
1: Monica, that's so good. Think about that statement. Jesus could be saying this to people in their trials right now. Yeah. I am what I am doing. You do not understand. Amen. But afterward, you will understand. Mm -hmm. And that afterward may be. Years down the road, yes. or in eternity,
0: it's exactly right.
1: But you're right, and, and there's a grace in saying it's okay to not understand this.
0: Yes, and to, it's for me. I just sometimes I just sit down and I just say, okay, you know, in my humanity, I want to get this. Yeah. But do I trust him enough to just say, okay, I'm going to live outside of that in the spirit, and just say, if it's 20 years from now, hallelujah, yeah. and if it's in heaven glory, glory. I trust you. right? Because that's what it's about. And that's yeah. really what Jesus in all of this, he's saying to all of them, let me gather you around here yeah. and show you how to trust me. That's It'll right. make sense later.
1: That's right. You'll understand later. Yeah. Peter said to him in typical Peter fashion, <laughs> you shall never wash my feet. Mm-hmm. He's just emphatic. Just mm-hmm. like when he says, I will never betray you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, you're not washing mm-hmm. my feet. This is inappropriate, is what, Jesus, uh, is what Peter's thinking. Yeah. This is inappropriate. You're supposed to be up here. Right. I'm supposed to be down here. Right. And now this is where the story should make you lean in. Your ears should perk yeah. up. And he says, Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me.
0: Mm.
1: Now, this is where you know he's doing more than washing feet.
0: Exactly. This is, this is a picture of something exactly.
1: bigger. That word share. Um, is, is the word inheritance. So it's actually the Greek word for share there is the same word that t- in Revelation, it talks about their inheritance, their share is in the lake of fire. So that word share, inheritance is is really important. He's saying, if I don't wash you, and he doesn't mean those feet, those dirty That's feet. That's exactly right. <laughs> Peter's dirty feet <laughs> have nothing to do with this right now. He's saying, if I don't wash you, if I don't make you clean, you don't have an inheritance with me. Yeah. You have no share with me. And then Simon Peter, still not understanding. He says, the Lord, not only my feet, but get my hands, get my head. (laughs) Do it all. Um, Give me a bath if that's what I need. And I I love that innocent response from Peter. He's just like, well, I want want to have a share with you. So wash me all. And then, you know, it doesn't say Jesus rolled his eyes, but I can just imagine (laughs) that Jesus is like, Peter, the one who bathes doesn't need to be washed except for his feet, but is completely clean. And he says, and you are clean, but not every one of you. And again, it's the, 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 just these coded words, this, you know, he's talking about Judas mm-hmm. and he's like, all of you are clean, but, but not every one of you. And
0: like, mm-hmm. just think like if we're sitting around a table yeah. at home, right. Yeah. Or at church and it, your mind goes to, well, who, Ooh. who, is that? And
1: that was their response. Yeah. Was like, who is he talking about? Uh-huh. So they know by this that, that there's more going on in this act. There's obviously the act, and it's meaningful, the fact that he loves us, he demonstrates humility, he models servanthood. And we should, like him, right, model humility, live yes. servanthood. But he's, he's showing them something that's, mm-hmm. that's coming. And it's not just that's coming. He's showing them the whole picture of who he is here. Yeah. And so it says, when he had washed their feet, he put on his outer garments and resumed his place. That that language is not accidental. No, it's not. It's not accidental. No, it's not. Um, To think of it that John writing this, he he wants his readers to see. He didn't have to add details like, and then after he finished washing their feet, he put his outer garment back on and he sat back down. Why did he need to tell us that detail? What significance is there to that? Except for all significance.
0: Because that's the whole thing. He is seated at the right hand of the Father right now in power. That's right. And that John is showing us it was completed. It was completed. Like everything that needed to happen, happened. That's right. And then he put that garment back on and he sat down. he sat down. And nothing that he did took away from who he was. That's
1: right. right? That's the picture of the entire Christian faith. That God became a man. He took off his outer garments Mm -hmm. and he lowered himself. He washed our feet and and he washed our feet at the cross, right? Cleansing us of our sins, atoning for our sins, making our atonement for us. He he died in the flesh that we might live. And then after he washes their feet, after he dies on the cross, he resumes his place. He's raised from the dead and he puts on his outer garments. He puts on his outer (laughs) garments. So he raises from the dead and he resumes his place. He ascends back to heaven. And is seated at the right hand. Mm-hmm. The one who took off his outer garments and came, put back on his outer garments and went back and, right. and was seated. And then what's fascinating is he says, do you understand what I've done to you? He, he He's pressing them on this. He wants them to say, are you catching this? He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, mm-hmm. for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, if I've made you holy, righteous, and clean, you ought to also wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. He's not just saying, because I washed your feet. He's saying, my life laid down yep. for you is an example. My humbling myself and coming to you is an example. And he says that you should do just as I've done. And he said, truly, a servant is not greater than the master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And so I, I just, the whole story is a beautiful, beautiful picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Jesus is doing something here fascinating. He's washing their feet. He's in the place of power. He lowers himself. But even more, he's he is acting out. He's acting out the bigger picture of redemption.
0: He is, and he's doing it in that final week, like right. in that final hour, That's right. which even though he put those outer garments back on and he resumed his position, he is also walking as a man. That's
1: exactly right. So he
0: has, it has got to be crisis untold for All him. Oh, my mercy. Like, I don't like conflict. I don't like crisis, those heated moments. Yeah. And yet, he's still demonstrating servanthood right. and humility. He yeah. is in the he is in the presence of the one that, the hugest betrayal that could ever take place. That person is there. Right there.
1: He's eating with them. Yeah, Most know. of us can't even be social media friends with them.
0: <laughs> right? We unfriend them. We like, unfriend Ryan, them. We block them. We're we like, I can't we do love it. everybody, yeah. right? And just vote for somebody that I don't like and we're <laughs> That's right. done. That's right. Right? And this is that huge betrayal and That's they're right. eating together. Yeah.
1: He breaks bread with them. And, and what's interesting is that all of this takes place, just as you said, he knew his hour had come to yeah. depart out of this world. So he's feeling the weight of. Mm-hmm. Of what's coming, yeah. and we know he feels the weight because in Gethsemane later he's going to fall down and sweat blood because of his anxiousness of what's coming—literal coming. blood, literal blood—that
0: physically, that's possible. That's right. Like, so this isn't no, it, and it's it's huge, and I think that it speaks to us today that's in right. this world in which we live, with all of its cares and trials, and just the crazy—that it's just that's right. crazy. That's right. And it's like that servant. Is not better than his master. That's right. But I ask myself, but do I think that I am?
1: Right. We we tend we would never verbally say that, but we might hold an idea to that. You know, Jesus's job is not to let me go through any difficulty. His job is to preserve me from Certainly
0: difficulty. he wants me to be happy. Yeah. Right? And this is
1: the one who suffered and died, you know.
0: You know, and like we want the favor of God. And we interpret that to mean to be in the front of the line, right? Yep. And to get really good deals and bargains when Ease we go and shopping. Comfort. And he does those things for us That's on right. occasion but it's not speaking to that as a lifestyle. That's right. The favor is of God is that I got mercy for my sins. That I'm
1: in right standing with him of yeah. no doing of my own. That's right.
0: Yeah. That that he humbled himself as a servant and he gives us this message so that in these days and of course we don't know when Christ is coming back, right. right? But it looks like we you know we're in some dire straits here.
1: We've seen better days. That that would be an easy way to say yeah, it. Yeah,
0: we've seen better days, and yet he's still asking us, Eric, today, That's right. to be that servant. That's right. To be humble, to follow his example, That's not right. to get caught off guard, not to get all caught up in who we are or what That's our right. particular theology is, but to lose ourselves in him. That's right.
1: Well, and and it's interesting you say that because. He turns from this act towards them, and then he begins to exhort them towards each other. Yeah. And he's like, as I've done this for you, you do for one another. Um, And he says to them, you know, you are to love one another, and you're to serve one another. And he says, the person who does these things are blessed if they do them. Amen. So not just if you know them. Right. We're really bad at this in church, right? Mm -hmm. So we know all the right things. Yes. And we think that that equals obedience. Right? No, he says, you're blessed if you do them, yes. if you do them, if you live in this way, mm-hmm. serving one another. And so he, he, he demonstrates this and it says uh, in verse 21, after saying these things, Jesus troubled in his spirit. This shows you the temperament of where he's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, testifies, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And he goes into talking about, uh, the betrayal of Judas, even though they don't know right. that it's Judas, and right. the way you read this uh, this account, it's really interesting. Is that Satan comes into Judas at this at this moment? They they take you know share the meal. They're asking, "Lord, who's gonna right. who's gonna do this?" Mm-hmm. And he says, the, "The he who I give this morsel of bread to." <laughs> <laughs> and what what's so funny is he does it, and they don't seem to still catch. No. Like, oh, it's him. Right. They they don't seem to get it because as they're still talking to themselves, uh, Jesus speaks to him and says, go do what you got to do.
0: Exactly. And they're not even catching on. No. And they, it says that he goes out into the night, right? <laughs> Judas, and the disciples are still there. And you'd think of all the times they were all way too talkative. Right. right? And right. they talked about different things for whatever reason. And whether this was that they were guarded by the Holy Spirit so that they didn't see it, That's right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, verse 28 they says, they don't see it. No one at the table knew why he said this to him some thought it's because Judas had the money bag. So right. they're just thinking like, oh, well, I guess he sent him out cuz he's got the money he's bag. He's got
0: an errand. He just washed our feet. Someone's going to betray him. He's going to be crucified. Jesus is going to the cross but guess he went out shopping.
1: Yeah. That so this just shows you yeah. what I tell you one thing it shows me. It shows me how patient God is with us. Amen.
0: And how easy it is for us to be off track. It like is. they're with him, the word. That's right. The the son of God And they don't get it. We've got his whole scripture.
1: That's right. We have the opportunity to have the ability to look at the whole story. And we can go, oh, those boneheaded disciples. But we're living in real time with our own boneheadedness where we're not seeing what God's doing or believing what he's doing or listening to what he's doing.
0: We've got Genesis from Revelation. That's right. They didn't have all that. That's right. That's right. They didn't have all the tools and resources that we have today. That's right. And they're in this crisis moment. But when you read that of Judas getting And going out into the night. That's right. And then Jesus having this conversation that will be known by our love for one another. And he's doing that in the same conversation where he talks about the betrayal. That just echoes to me. Yeah. He was encouraging them, like, don't lose sight of who I am. If you're my followers, if you're my disciples, you need to love one another. You need to follow my example. So he's speaking you know, because people will say, "Well, I don't go to church because there are hypocrites there." <laughs> right. I have a church hurt. The people there are
1: awful. Yeah.
0: And probably some of that, at least, is true. There's hypocrisy.
1: There's there are pretenders. Mm-hmm. You're right. Churches are filled with people. And
0: I've been all those
1: things. Sure. And so has the person saying
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but somehow we overlook our stink, That's right? right? We stinketh, but we can't tell. But yeah. other people stinketh, and we want to give up. And yet I hear these words of Jesus and he's like, look, I want you guys to be loyal and faithful to each other. That's right. It's proof that you're my disciples. That's Betrayal exactly right. happens, but we can love past
1: it. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, and not to be lost in this is that we see spiritual warfare right in the middle of this. Yeah. So we're reminded that we're not just in a battle with flesh and blood, but it says Satan entered into him. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is that, you know, in this moment, Jesus is there with his disciples, and this is going on, and Satan enters into the scene. Yes. Now, the Bible doesn't give us too much detail about that right here. No. John doesn't seem to want to give us all the ins and outs of how that went down and unfolded. He just tells us Mm -hmm. Satan entered him. Yeah. And I think it's really important for us to realize, one, that's a reality around us, is spiritual warfare. That not every act of sin someone commits uh, is simply them just being boneheaded. Right. Um, there's spiritual warfare yeah. involved. And they're still responsible even when there is spiritual warfare. Of course. But but we are in a battle. And yet they don't put too much, they don't overemphasize mm-hmm. that. Where they get, all of a sudden, John's gospel gets, you know, dovetailed into a whole thing about Satan and spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. He just lets us know, no, this was going on. This right. was This was present as this is unfolding. Right. And I think it's good for us to realize that, yeah, too.
0: Because it's acknowledged, but it's not the primary focus. That's it. It's
1: there, but it's not the right. focal point.
0: And I think in my life, in your life, and all of you that are watching today, I think we are to acknowledge that's that right. spiritual warfare exists. That's exactly It's right. important. We don't focus on it, because that's the way, when I talked about, in the beginning, getting off track, it's a way to get off track.
1: Absolutely.
0: P- good people get off track. They that's start right. finding the devil everywhere and demons. and da-da-da. That's right. And all of that exists. That's right. But it's not our primary focus. That's right. Our primary focus is on Jesus Christ and obeying him. And John acknowledges, but yeah. we don't over That's
1: right. So that's a wonderful way of saying it, is that we've got to avoid two ditches. We don't want to be in the ditch that pretends that spiritual warfare doesn't exist. Correct. But we don't want to be in the ditch that thinks I, I've got to solve every riddle of every demon and, and Satan's presence and where he's at, and because that's not what the Bible does. The Bible no. tells us there is spiritual warfare, but the Bible doesn't tell us we should focus in on that.
0: No, it doesn't, Lewis, it doesn't tell us to go looking for the devil either.
1: That's right. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called Screw Tape Letters, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> opens the book by saying uh, the dangers are to ignore or to give too much attention. Yeah, and I think again, John. shows us the way with that. He lets us know this is going on, but he doesn't lose sight of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus gives the new new commandment. Um, He goes after this, after Judas leaves, it says, Now is the Son of Man glorified. God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now i also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. And then he says this, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another.
0: So powerful.
1: So powerful. He says, and this is interesting, this is a new commandment. In what way is it new to say love one another? Right. Well, You know, so much, um, you know, the great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and um, love your neighbor as yourself. The new commandment, though, is to love as you have been loved. Exactly. Not love as people deserve. Right. Not love according to your capacity to love. Mm -hmm. It's love as you have been loved. And it's love as you have been loved, not by the other person, but by God.
0: Yeah. It's completely supernatural. That's right. And it's only possible... Through abiding in Christ. That's it. We cannot do that any other way. And that he has this conversation right after, you know, the talk of betrayal. That's and right. The foot washing is amazing to me. It's, it's amazing. There's no surprise. Like that positioning of that is significant. It is. It's not. It's not just a mere coincidence. So we've got just a couple of minutes. I want us to talk, if we can, about Peter's denial. Yeah. And he thought <laughs> he was ready, right? He thought he like was ready. Do. Yes, that's why I say we got to stay on track here because we can overestimate where we are.
1: Peter was overconfident. Yeah. Peter says, I will never betray you. Yeah. Right. Jesus says, here's what's yeah. coming. And he's like, nope, not on my watch, Jesus. I'll never betray you. And Jesus is like, well, mm-hmm. actually, Peter. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and here's the thing. You know, Peter starts out... He's just like us, right? No, you can't wash my feet. And, oh, I'm ready to die for you. And Jesus is like, no, you're going to, like, deny me. And so it's all of that. And I think for us to be alert, right, and sober and vigilant. That's good. um, Because we live in a crazy world. And we
1: live in a world that's putting pressure on us every day Mm -hmm. to conform to its ways. Yeah. And so we don't want to be overconfident when we say, oh, I'll never deny Jesus. Right. I'll, I'll never turn away from Scripture. I think it requires some humility on our part mm-hmm. to realize, no, 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 no. Peter, did, Peter thought the same thing. Peter thought there's nothing mm-hmm. that would ever make me deny you. Right. And in fact, what we end up seeing is, is the second being identified with Jesus in the midst of a hostile crowd yes. came, he did deny.
0: He did. He did. And it, we have to realize any one of us can be deceived. That's why we have to stay on track.
1: That's why we have to stay on our knees and tethered to the Lord.
0: Amen. So we're out of time, but thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was
0: good. I want you to stick around. We're going to go to John 14 here in just a little bit. Okay. So glad that you could join us today for Bridges. We've looked at John 13, and I want to leave you today with today's truth. Stay on track. Serve Christ wholeheartedly so that you won't be deceived. For more information on a guest, visit our website, ctntv.org. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges.
1: Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request.
0: Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it.
1: Visit MonicaSchmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event.
0: Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help